happy hour episode of the week. It's Friday. It's minute 105 of Tombstone Minute, the podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone Minute by Minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my good friend, Joe. Yeah. 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 I think this minute's maybe the best one of the week. Yes, it is. Um, Not, Not saying much, but. In this minute, McMaster's is killed. Um, well, well, he's that's right. We see a dead McMaster's. Um, I will say that uh, when I was a kid, I didn't know who died here. <laughs> it's like when you watch the end of The Godfather. Kind of like, like I wasn't, you know, and, and like the real masters of The Godfather know everybody who gets killed at the end. Yes. Yeah. I mean doing this minute by minute I'm like oh it's McMaster's played by Michael Rooker like I get that but beforehand I didn't I was like oh they got one of them yeah like when they show his body you're like oh is this gonna be like a Miller's Crossing twist (laughs) yeah like I don't is this is this Mr. Fabian again (laughs) dragged back um so Michael Rooker though or you know he's he's gone now and uh I don't know if it's Turkey Creek uh or who it is but someone's like oh what the hell's that? I, la- I laughed so hard at that line. Like, what do you think it is? Um, and then we see the body get dropped off, and you know, as much as I say I don't know, I didn't know who this was. Someone does say they got McMaster's. <laughs> so, you know, they answered it for us, but I just don't think I realized who McMaster's was. Um, uh, but I'm glad they say it because even now it's not that that clear, which. I want to jump into, Joe, I want to jump into the deleted scene that is in the director's cut, um, which is not the version we're talking about. We don't even know who the director is in this movie. How can there be a director's <laughs> cut? That's true. I mean, we there's a lot of rumors that say it, it really is why um, Kurt Russell, uh, including Kurt Russell, says that. Uh, so essentially McMaster's goes back to the Cowboys and Ike's like, wow, look who's back. And it's McMaster's. And him and Ringo sort of have a discussion if he's uh, part of the Cowboys or not. And uh, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't have the exact thing here, but I think McMaster's uh, doesn't want to be part of him because he doesn't want to scare women. And that doesn't stop us from making this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm just gonna sign off after that one. <laughs> and uh, and I think Johnny Ringo's like, "You're a cowboy, not a dog catcher." And then uh, McMaster's goes to leave, and then Ike Clinton brings out a shotgun, and he's like, "Just one thing," and he cocks his shotgun, and and he's like, "How are you gonna get back to him?" Which that sequence probably should have been in this movie. Yeah. It's a good line, and it like solves the problem of what I see where I'm like, who died? Someone died. And Ike finally killed somebody. Or yeah, at least we assume he did. So yeah, Ike finally finally killed someone. So I so think when when Ike has somebody outnumbered thirty to one, mm-hmm. that's when he strikes. That is when that is when the numbers are in, in Ike's odds. Wait. Ox uh, Ike Woo that is when the numbers are in Ike's favor. But instead of numbers, let's use the word odds. 
Happy hour. It's Friday, everyone. Enjoy your drinks. <laughs> um, so I want to jump into historically what happened to McMaster's. But before I do, do you have anything to say about uh, anything left on the order about old Sherman here and uh, his his body dragon? It's not a good way to go, man. I mean, I, I yeah, that scene should have been in there, and it's just like weird that he's just was gone all of a sudden and is now dead all of a sudden. Yeah, because the last thing we saw of him is he's the one who gets Josephine stagecoach ready. Yeah. He's like, all set! And then there's <laughs> kind of a, a cut, and we come back, and now he's dead. He he left and was killed and was dragged back to the ranch. Yeah. This is the one deleted sequence I think this movie needed. Um, in real life, historically, um, we don't – this is not how McMasters is killed. What? Yeah. Um, in a letter written to his father, Will McLory wrote that McMaster had been killed by the Cowboys. Wyatt Earp claimed in the Flood manuscript that McMaster had been killed in 1898 in the Philippines while serving as a soldier in the Spanish-American War. However... One of America's dumbest wars and that's saying How, something however official records do not list him as a soldier uh, a probate record filed by his siblings in 1906 listed his death in colorado in 1892 these are three totally different ways he may have died what well he was either in colorado or the philippines we're not sure Man. or he was killed by the cowboys i hope i the circumstances of my death are that mysterious <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is sort of fun. That, well, I mean, we, I know, we know Joe, Joe died on a toilet. What we don't know is which one. We're it not sure have, the country or the year. It may have been a rest stop in Portage, <laughs> <laughs> a Burger King <laughs> in Green Bay. Or in France. Or or on a flight, <laughs> flight over the Atlantic. Yep. <laughs> one of those three. Um. So then, <laughs> when he died, they just dragged him behind the plane. <laughs> back, back to his co-host Rob. <laughs> just <laughs> your wife on the porch just goes, "What the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? This is a plane. I live by the airport. A plane just drops you into my backyard. They got Joe." <laughs> the other, the host of the other minute by minute podcast got him. <laughs> Wyatt Earp uh, minute, and then I enjoy uh, I enjoy this exposition here from this cowboy who then he's just like he drops him off. He's in the sequence. He's like two hundred yards away, and he starts screaming this. And he's not just screaming, you know, Ringo wants you. He is giving them very specific directions on what happens next. Um, that would have been a great way to get him. Just pre- I can't hear you until he gets what? close enough so you can just shoot him. <laughs> no, a little closer. <laughs> a little closer. Uh, so he says that Ringo wanted to make sure he got your attention, Marshall. Uh, he wants a straight-up fight, just you and him, to settle this thing once and for all. All right, that's fine. 
And then he says, Oak Grove at the mouth of Silver Springs Canyon, 7 o'clock. Um, and, and actually, in the, the one of the earlier drafts of the script, um, they do a battle of wits like the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Wyatt and Johnny Ringo try to figure out which glass has the poison. <laughs> that would have been great. But then Kurt Russell was just like inconceivable. Inconceivable. Well done, Joe. That's worse than any joke you've said in the 105 episodes. 106, I guess, was really done. Proud of you. Um, so, I just what if what if what if Wyatt's like, nah, I'm good here. Like, yeah, no, the, I, this the, this Hooker Ranch is pretty nice. So I'll just stay here. There's been a lot of moments in this movie where if they're just like, what if they just didn't care? This also would have been a good moment for Wyatt to just interrupt him preemptively. Like, <laughs> the guy was like, Ringo wanted me to make All right, Nope. Yeah, not, I'm in. Not interested. Oh, not interested. Oh, yeah. Not interested. <laughs> nope. Not interested. Wait. There's no money in it. The guy's just like, wait, uh, I really need to give you this message. Nah, it's fine. I'm not interested. <laughs> That's probably why they had to kill McMasters, is they probably kept coming by to tell him and why it just kept saying he wasn't interested. Nah, I, I think I'm going to settle in here at the ranch. <laughs> uh, so I actually is... think this part's kind of cool. Like, a lot of the... After the no scene, which does not... It's not good. I, I'm, I'll defend the no scene. It's not a good performance, uh, and it's not good writing. But, but then... Uh, Kurt Russell gets extremely mad, and actually, it's pretty it's pretty awesome in this part. Yeah, so he he's you, know, you tell him I'll be there. Um, and when you watch this, are you still kind of waiting for him to say if Hell's coming with them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah, I know you said that already. Yeah, no, we know I'll be there. Um, and he kind of says like you know he says that it's not finished. Um, and we have, as always, uh, Turkey Creek is the most rational person here who's just like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, just ignore him. I, I How just, much money do you think Wyatt Earp has to his name at this point? I mean, he has those mines, the Maddie's mines. Yeah, and all the money made in that casino. And, like, like he's rich. Yeah. Like, he's rich yeah, enough why? where he's telling Maddie that they could just leave. You know, and live at room service the rest of their lives. Why? I mean, I guess I get the, I guess the vengeance for Morgan, but it's a good question because earlier he could have a gunfight with Ringo, and Ringo's hammered, and he's like, no, no money in it. And now a little later, he's like, all right. I mean, I guess that's the vengeance, but like I said, he's already killed twenty of them. Yeah. Uh, in the in the script and also the book. Um, there's a little more about like how Ringo is like single focus after Curly builds Bill dies is like whatever he needs to do to get Wyatt. Like everything is about getting Wyatt, which sort of like changes the narrative a little more because it's not it's not like Wyatt going after Ringo. It's it's sort of Ringo going after Wyatt. And now um, why don't they just have the thirty guys rush that ranch? Yeah, it seems like they could. There's like a Straw Dogs movie at the end. 
thugs into Skyfall. They they put masks on and it's like the strangers. <laughs> or the wet bandits. They turn on the water. Oh man, there we go. <laughs> Henry Hooker's they pissed. hired Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern <laughs> to kidnap Wyatt out of that ranch. And then that, that kid from earlier in the movie that Virgil saved comes and sets up all these traps. Perfect. <laughs> Henry Hooker is just so angry about all the water running. Charlton Heston is just in front of the ranch putting salt down. Marbles. <laughs> no, he's the guy. Remember the neighbor in Home Alone? And in, in home, Yeah. Okay, I was thinking... That's where they could put Mr. Fabian's body in that trash can full of salt. (laughs) It would probably keep a little more in that salt. I don't know. The salt could... Um, Do you have anything else on this McMaster's moment? Well, uh, I was just thinking, like, like, okay, so now it's Wyatt versus Johnny Ringo, and right before this it's Wyatt versus Curly Bill, and, like... There's too many villains, you know, in this movie. Like, like the problem with it is that there's not, like, this clear line between two individuals that are facing off through the whole movie. And so, like, this isn't as powerful as it could be because, like, I don't know. In my opinion, like, obviously the pairing is Ringo and Doc and then Curly Bill and Wyatt. And obviously some things are going to happen involving Doc, but it just doesn't like it, it doesn't work as well as it should because it's just there's a lack of focus between a hero and a, and a like a singular hero and a singular villain. It's kind of like like the superhero movies when they cram way too many characters into it. Okay. And like so that's why I don't think that this works because it's just rushed. Now all of a sudden Johnny Ringo is the face of that group. And. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't work as well as it should. I, I, I'm, I might disagree with you. I, I think that um, it works pretty well in that they're both pretty. I know you're not a Johnny Ringo fan, but they're both like memorable characters. Curly Bill, even kind of like we kind of get established early on that even though from the wedding sequence, even though Curly Bill is the leader, Johnny Ringo's the really scary one, right? He's, he's the, um, Let's do a Star Wars analogy. If Curly Bill is Moff Tarkin, then Johnny Ringo is Darth Vader. Yeah, but Darth Vader's on the screen way more than Moff Tarkin, and you actually see him doing a lot more cool stuff, you know? Well, so that would be... I That's mean, the problem. They just don't show... Him. Like, we haven't really seen him do anything since well, the wedding, right? I will I will agree with you on that. Like, I, I think the dynamic is fine, but, like, we probably need to see johnny ringo do a little more because from what he i just gather, gets humiliated a couple times in between that's it well we've seen right when I mean, you're right right we see at the wedding sequence he's you know he pulls out that gun and shoots the priest so we sort of establish him as uh a you know a chaotic bad dude and then we have um him like doing the gun twirling during the latin off the during the forensic um competition that was did you call it forensic i did forensics <laughs> <laughs> nice it's late in the week well doc i thought maybe i thought maybe you were angling for a, a pun about doc no because he's sick yeah and that's okay. disappointing even for you 
Yeah. Uh, so then we, I'm okay with that sequence. Um, even though, you know, Doc gets the better of it, he does it by kind of like de-escalating it. Uh, but then he, the I forgot, like just you know, the last time we really saw him, uh, outside of his amazing line about you know, look, sounds like someone died, is when he's just drunk, screaming with his hair wild everywhere. Yeah. So there is seems like one sequence is missing of him doing something truly bad. Yeah. Um, like he, we've already taking great liberties with the Johnny Ringo character historically in this movie. Why not just, we know he's the one who shot Morgan. Yeah. That solves it all, right? Yeah. Um, Because he's not involved in the OK Corral shootout. Neither is Curly Bill. I mean, there's sort of, this movie in general, you're kind of taking this, this, the most famous thing that happens in this movie is the gunfight, the OK Corral, and um, those are not their main enemies. Even Ike Klan, who gets away, is at best the third, the third bad in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, in transition, the sequence starts with lightning striking, <laughs> yeah. uh, which we've learned one thing, Joe. Uh, in Tombstone, bad things happen during storms. Yeah, no movie had ever done that before. Yeah, <laughs> Tombstone's the first. Um I will say, I'm going to give us a big comment. This final shot of this minute is like the storm in the background and Johnny Ringo's pacing back and forth. Stunning. It looks great. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, one of those examples of like fantastic Old West vistas in here. So we're getting close, Joe. I mean, I know we have 25 minutes in the movie left, but like things are moving quickly. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, No. Joe, we should just let our listeners know about TombstoneMinute.com. It's our website. Tombstone Minute on Twitter and on Facebook. And our survey, TombstoneMinute.com slash survey. And give us a rating on iTunes. We like that. It makes us feel good. Um, Do you have anything else before we end this until next week? Yeah, we're going down the home stretch here. We got what th- uh, five weeks to go. Maybe we Four. should just stop. Yeah, let's just stop now. Let's quit. Let's be the last one. No Save one will it. ever know how how the movie ends. No. <laughs> if I mean, people don't know, but if we were to stop this now, all existing recordings of this movie would stop at 105 minutes into it. We should just make up how the rest of the movie goes and see if anyone notices. <laughs> I think they will. Um, everyone knows that at the end, Tom Mix wept. <laughs> <laughs> Tom right. B. Stone emerges from nowhere. We will be back next week uh, with minutes 106 to 110. Thanks. Mm-hmm.